Hello and welcome to Dr. Usher Weighs In. I am Dr. Dave Usher. I'm the founder of Reform Medicine, a direct pay primary care and obesity medicine practice, where since 2011, our growing group of enlightened medical providers has been helping patients reduce their medical costs and lose that stubborn extra body weight that plagues so many of us today. Uh, in 2013, we launched Reform Direct for Employers, built on a membership-based direct primary care foundation and incorporating our super-effective yet simple medical weight loss approach. Reform Direct has helped employers save millions of dollars in health care spend, reduce premium increases, and mostly, most importantly, provide actual health care to their employees. That, for many, promotes a healthier culture around the workplace and improves health care financial literacy, creates a collaborative mindset about controlling or around controlling the burdensome cost of providing health insurance and health care through the workplace. The Dr. Usher Ways In podcast was created to shine light on the problem of health care cost, give hope to those stricken by obesity, and inspire family physicians and other health care providers with the knowledge that there is an alternative path uh, to the legacy health system where burnout and work-life imbalance have become the norm. In today's podcast, we are joined by Mr. Dave Miner, who is the Chief Executive Officer of the Eau Claire Area Chamber of Commerce here in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Good morning, Dave. Good morning to you. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate the uh, the fact that you take some time and come in and join us today. Of course, uh, months ago now, you had me on your podcast, yes. House Chamber, which was a great deal of fun. Um, and... Um, so I'm uh, grateful to have you in today. I'd be glad to be here, and I always enjoy doing podcasts. The, the new technology today. It's uh, fun to to be able to uh, get some messaging out uh, and not have to say it over and over and over. Exactly. And say, oh, you should do and, it in and say it the way you want to say it. Right. Right. It doesn't have to go through a filter, right? <laughs> Unfiltered. <clears throat> not always a safe thing for me, but I'll. Well, uh, it's still fun uh, relative to uh, some other things. Um, so thank you for coming in, Dave. My uh, hope today is kind of to, well, number one, give you just a brief, uh, let me have you give us kind of a brief bio um, and then talk about uh, some of the interesting things that you're doing down at the chamber. And I know we had talked about this uh, small business health uh, opportunity, yep. healthcare opportunity, and maybe go into that a little bit and then whatever else you think is really right. cool and worthy of our uh listeners to know about. Wonderful. So, so you came to Eau Claire how long ago? It's, it's been six years. Oh, wow. Um, it does not feel that long, but of course we did have those two years where we shut down and everybody mm. pretended to be home for a while. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. um, Pretended to work from home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's it one of those things I said I was on a nice track to learning everybody and getting names down, and then you locked me up for two years, and oh. I've got to start all over again. Man. So... But yeah, it has gone by uh, fairly fast. Um, you know, if I can use some of Grandpa's and Grandma's lines that are growing up, you know, as, as as life gets older, it's like a roll of toilet paper. The shorter it gets, the faster it goes around. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. And so, you know, that's kind of kind of what it feels like. It just it just goes faster so and faster. But um, you know, came from Superior, where I was at the chamber up there for 25 years, and so spent a little over 32, 33 years in the chamber industry, and and just love it. It's um, 
I tell people it's an industry that every day I'm dealing with something different and in, are in part of things that the average citizen will never have an opportunity to be part of. Um, you know, the, this week we're going to do two ribbon cuttings. We talked a little bit before we started, but uh, both Costco and Chick-fil-A are going to be opening in our community. And like them, don't like them, whatever. But uh, my point with this for people to see and understand is these are two companies that are very strategic when they open. They just don't open any, anywhere and everywhere. And so when they're doing that, that reinforces the strength of our economy to the outside world. And as uh, kind of the line from the editorial in the Telegram this morning is, this will force other companies to take a look at our area now and say, what did we miss? What what, what are we not seeing? Um, and directly, if they're competition, they're going to want to be there. So right. you get to work at that. And then, you know, yesterday worked with some small businesses just wanting to start up. You know, they got this dream of, of building their widget, and they've got all of that, but they don't really understand the business side. You know, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, as a business owner, you know what it's like when you I, start. I was there, yeah. You know, right. it's, it's like, okay, I know how to do this, but now I need to make sure I have an accountant, a lawyer, and a banker that I trust and, and, right. and really work with them to help me do what I love. You know, I don't want to be in the thick of those things. I want to work on my widget. But if you don't have those other three, the widget will never come to life. Correct. Yeah. You know, and and so so that's you know the the variety of what we do at the chamber is something different every day. You know, I tell people we don't we're not in an assembly line where you're putting the same piece together all the time. Every single day, it's something different. And you have to you I would imagine um, part of the I guess most engaging or interesting part of that for me would be kind of the why behind what people are doing. You know, oh yeah. How do you get to how did you decide you're going to, whatever you're doing over there, you're going to either quit that or add on to your workload and do this new thing? When What drives that? You know, a lot of it, again, people have uh, have a dream. They just, again, I, I'll, I'll point yourself. You saw something you didn't believe in anymore, that you something was broken. It wasn't the right way to do it, and I could do this better. And that's where a lot of it comes from is, is people just, for whatever reason, they've grown up with this dream in their back of their mind. And typically what we see during recessions is more new startups are launched at that point than any other time. Because the biggest fear for people starting is, what if I fail? I got a good job, to your point, I'm doing this, okay, it's paying the bills. I'd love to do this, but if I fail, then what? Well, during a recession, if you've been laid off or let go, it's like, okay, what have I got to lose? Right I now, got, I'm, I got nothing else now. So what the heck? I'm motivated. So a lot of it is just a passion to do something that you truly believe in or think you can do better. Um, and and I think when I look back over the last two and a half years, certainly what I've seen in conjunction with that, I believe I would love to do this is also I want to be my own boss. I, I want to write my own hours. Right. I, I, I don't want to, you know, necessarily stamp the time card anymore. I want to be able to do other things in my life that bring joy to me. Uh, I was meeting with Caitlin, our vice president of membership, and she was talking to a couple of small business owners on Tuesday, and she and that's exactly what she said. Is they left this rat race to downsize their, their life, but do things that bring joy to their life. Because, again, as, as we life is short. Right. You know, and, and so it's go out and do those things that are, are, are going to make you money, but at the same time, and I think more importantly at times, going to bring joy into your life and make you happy. Meaning. Yes, bring some meaning. Yeah. The uh, My son, Michael, is 
a pretty thoughtful individual, does lots of reading. And uh, we were he was home for Thanksgiving. We had some conversation around, um, you know, kind of uh, he likes to read about economics. He's a computer science guy, but um, we get into conversations about economics and uh, philosophy and finance and things like that frequently because he likes to read on his own time about those things. Um, and he was talking about capitalism, and he, you know, very astutely points out that capitalism, which is a wonderful system, really, to be a capitalist in a sense, um, and to drive the benefits of that, really means ownership. You yes. have to own the thing, right? Yep. To to yep. get the the um, in essence to get the uh, scale out of the right. the return on your investment and so forth and. Yep. And uh, I never really thought about it that way. I mean, capitalism works for a lot of people and, and so on, but really it's that ownership of of the thing that really makes that go. And so small business owners are all probably thirsting for that and trying to get a taste of that rather than just being a cog in somebody else's wheel. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of people that, that, again, want to control their own life, control their own destiny. Um, but again, as we've seen coming out of those two years, I, I refuse to say the word, I, I just did the two years, mm-hmm. um, is that I, I, I want more control over my life. You know, part of what happened when we sent everybody home, what I've been telling people is they found their life. More importantly, they found their family. Right. Now, for some, that was a little rough. <laughs> you know, yeah. if you got three or four under the age of five, God bless you, and you survived. But you found time to do things with them. They're not giving that up anymore. Right. You know, so for us as an organization, what we're seeing is there's fewer volunteers, you know, because again, it's it um, with those companies that are have a split work from home, be it that it's not like you can just get up and leave. You know, you've got your animals or your kids or whatever. So um, when people are volunteering, it again, it's more meaningful. It's it's something I choose to do, not that my firm or my boss may say, hey, we're back in this. I need you all to go there. They're less likely to do those things. Right. So I think when we look at it, it's very specific when we ask for volunteers to what it is, what's the, you know, what's the commitment. And we've even found, I would say, 25, maybe 30% of our volunteers are saying, I will do something, but I want to bring my family. So it's an event where I can bring my kids in and I can instill in them the, the importance of volunteering and, and what it means. So I want to do that, but I want to be able to bring my family. So if you want me, that's, that's, that's my requirement. So right. again, we're changing how we do some of that. It makes a creates an experience it does for the kids. absolutely Whether, you know and you look at it and the kids you know roll their eyes and really dad after this but they'll go but, there and they'll learn something if only passively because they were you know part of that thing and they saw these people and that yep. you know whatever it is well and something. what i've looked at it too and i've talked to people is when i look at our youth leadership and adult leadership programs you know, you know we Part of one one of the day for each of those programs is about volunteering in your community and looking at all of the nonprofits we have that need those volunteers. You know, one of the things we talk about in those programs is your time, treasure, and talent. That you have those three things to give. Very few people in life ever have all three together. 
you know, if you are, you've been blessed. Mm -hmm. So I, I tell people is, you know, what are you going to, what are you going to give? Is it your time? Is it your treasure? Is it your talent? But understand out of those three, the most important one, the most uh, lucrative one, if you want to say, is, is your time because that's precious. You can't get right. it back. So if you're going to do something, then do something that you like. Give time to, is it the food bank or maybe a children's museum or whatever the case may be. People, again, are being more choosy about where they give that. They, they recognize want... the value of their yes. of that time it in is. a way that they didn't yep. recognize before. Well, you know, again, because I think so many people did it through work because their boss sent them. They never, I was getting paid to be there, so no big deal. Right. Well, now it's not. Now it's about what is the mission of that group and what do they want to accomplish? And, and is it, again, bringing joy to my life? Is it something I'm coming home and, gosh, family, you should have been there with me. And, or, oh, my God, I was, wish I could have come <laughs> home. You know, it's, 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 it's just one of those. I don't know why I went. Yeah. But, yeah. Never again. Um, yeah, that's great. That, um, to, that can serve as a segue. The, the issue of time, talent, and treasure, um, when it relates to one of the things that I saw uh, and still see when I was working in the big medical system is uh, as healthcare became more and more expensive, um, you really, as, as a person who works for a living, as any person who works for a living, you, know, you get paid in, right, cash, simoleons. Yeah. Um, uh, nobody, nobody gives you time. They can't give you time back. Nope. They can only give you, the, you know, what let's call it the fruit of your labor is basically your paycheck, right? And so uh, healthcare was um, increasingly uh, reducing people's buying power, taking away the fruit of their labor at a rate that was on, it still is unsustainable, right? Yep. I mean, it's just, you never get ahead of it, um, or almost never get ahead of it uh, in the, at least in the current uh, system. Uh, so what one of the joys we've had working with employers is the ability to somehow, if not reverse that, at least slow it down yep. uh, and create a situation where maybe it doesn't feel like or actually uh, take away my buying power to actually have health care, health insurance. Um, even if it's through my employer, there's still, there's if I'm having salary taken out of, you know, the fruit of my labor taken out of my paycheck to pay for this health insurance program, and that program is out of control from a cost standpoint, um, then my the fruit of my labor is going away Correct. And, and crazy. So, um, so when we work with these employers, it's really been a fun thing to be able to help them turn that around or even sometimes, you know, bend the curve flat, you know, and so that year over year, maybe for a few years, they don't see any increase right. or slow it down a lot. Um, so that is something that you guys have been able to, we've had conversations about obviously, and you guys are exploring a little bit with us mm -hmm. down at the chamber. Yes. Um, and you have some interesting ideas for the future about that. Can you talk about that for us? I'd be glad to. And, you know, we, we looked at this, um, you know, I, I, over the last six years, we saw like every small business um, in our area in the country, as you mentioned, those insurance rates kept going up and up and up. And, you know, as a nonprofit, you know, a lot of people, you know, at the end of the line, we're just like a small business. The, the checkbook is not limitless. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know, uh, at the end of 2022, we, we, we looked at the increase of our, our health care with our employees. And we had, uh, of the nine, we had seven on our plan. It just became unsustainable. It, 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 and something had to change. And so, um, you know, we went out and started looking. And, and, you know, the nice thing about, again, 
working and running the chamber is I have access to a lot of people. And, you know, you start calling, what are you doing? What are you doing? How is this working? What's happening? And the more people I talked to, I kept, your name kept coming up. You know, you, this is something you should look at. This is something you should look at. And as we did that, met with you and your staff to what it would mean for our staff. Um, absolutely. It was, um, I would say a no-brainer when it came to the sheer dollar piece. You know, we went from, uh, let's just say, over six figures to a huge reduction. Um, well, that allowed us to to shift dollars into other things, but still provide that primary health care for all of our employees um, and an ability for them to, to have access to that. Um, for those employees... So we do have a plan at the chamber that covers all of our employees to have access to your company here, Reform Medicine, um, on a monthly basis, depending on how many times they want to come and see you. Right. Um, it's it, on, it's, which is, by the way, there's no limit to that. Right? And, and, and that's have, what I think shocked. Day, yeah, mm -hmm. I think that's what shocked everybody at the, at, at the chamber. Was like, so I can go every I'm like, if you want to go every day, go for it. But, you know, don't abuse <laughs> it. Please. If you come in you every know, day and we yeah. can't figure out why we're going to be referring we're you to We're going to be somewhere else. Yes. Probably yes. Going, what is this person's yeah. problem? But um, it was, um, you know, again, what was very nice, I, I, I call it, it was just a, the trifecta of things coming together. Um, of the seven we had, uh, four were able to go on a spouse's plan at their workplace and save money, but yet still have access to this. Um, one of our employees had had a fairly newborn. Um, now he's a little over a year, but had ex had a hard time getting into their provider. You know, like most babies who get sick today. Well, yeah, go ahead and come in in three weeks. What, right. What the heck does that do? You know, and you came and I ironically talked to my staff one day and found that out, and I think she got in at four o'clock that day. The same afternoon. You know, yeah, same, yeah. same afternoon. So and this I, is before she was on. And, the plan, and this right? is before they were even on the plan. So you know. What started for me as I'm taking care of my staff the best we can, because and and as the CEO, those are the as and again as a small business owner, those are the hard decisions when you want to do what you can for your staff, but you are limited in some resource, right. you know. But we sat down, explained it to everybody; they all understood it. Um, but then it got my, as I call, as my staff laughs at me, the boys upstairs started talking. Those are the guys in my head. If mm -hmm. we want to talk about psychiatry. <laughs> um, and I'm like, okay, you're not taking insurance. We're not billing anybody. This is a membership based thing. So then therefore, why can't I do this for any other small business? And, and for people, if you don't understand, Wisconsin chambers are not allowed to offer insurance plans anymore. You know, they used to about 10, 15 years ago. That got outlawed. And um, so, again, having access to a lot of people, we started talking at the board level, um, executive committee, a lot of other people. Everyone got very excited as, can we do this? And I'm like, well, the best way to ask is a couple of lawyers, and, and, and we'll let right. them define that. We got uh, um, a response back finally about two months ago, um, working with a great firm here in Eau Claire, Weld Riley, and uh, we can do this. You know, they looked at it the, the way it's written, way what you do is we've been given a green light to go ahead. So starting in February of 2024, we will offer to any small business in Eau Claire of 10 employees or less, if you're not offering health insurance, you can come in under us and have access to reform medicine. Meaning, as a small business owner, when you're struggling to keep employers or you're trying to add those benefits right. that, that 
as an employee, why would I stay here if I can go get a buck fifty more here or whatever? Now, right. as a small business owner, you can offer that 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 health care for I, I I'll say dimes on the dollar versus penny. I mean, it's going to be much mm-hmm. more affordable than you ever think. And you know, certainly as we grow this, as we've talked, you know, those rates will probably come down the bigger we get. But right. more importantly, this as a chamber, we're just looking at this as an opportunity to really give a small business owner something very tangible. Because for small businesses, typically it's that, well, what do I get from the chamber? What are you going to do for me? We do the networking. You know, the biggest thing for small business, again, they, that we do beyond this that they probably don't realize is our level of advocacy, what we do to make sure people are informed. But this is, when they ask that question now, Caitlin can say, here are programs that will benefit your business. You're going to have to put some money in, but, but give you a benefit to keep your employees here versus bouncing around. One of the, you mentioned um, chambers not being able to offer insurance. One of the things that is um, really, it's uh, it's fun to point out, is what you're talking about really is not an insurance plan. It's just buying health care a different mm-hmm. way, mm-hmm. right? Um, Correct. Getting at, uh, well, primary care medicine and all of really, uh, uh, let's call it the legacy healthcare system has really been built around a fee-for-service model. Right. Uh, doctors don't get paid anything unless they do something to a specific person at a specific place in a specific time and so forth. Uh, and what that's led to is, you know, very, the culture of, well, you have to come in and see me because if you don't, I don't get paid anything. Nobody, your insurance company won't pay me or Medicare or Medicaid won't pay me. And um, which has led to then this this culture of so in order to make as much money as possible for a clinic let's pack as many people in our schedule as possible um and that whole system is what we've been able to chuck correct with this membership model it just becomes more like your cell phone bill you can use it yep all day every day or twice a month it's still the same membership fee or the same cell phone bill um some people just need their phones more than other people, and that's true of physicians and and so on. And um, but it's not an insurance product in the sense that um, the the risk there's just no risk, right? Right. Um, and the um, so what you're really providing is health care, not health and not merely right. health insurance. Health insurance right. has all kinds of value, but but what employers who get on this uh, plan is really there's health care there for people and. Uh, and when you do it in a way that it's zero dollars for the office right. visit, and you can come all you want, it just seems crazy to people, and they really almost don't believe you when you tell them that. <laughs> well, and and I had again, as I said, as we talked about this, starting with my exec committee to the full board, I had a lot of those questions. You know, it's like, okay, this is really, but it, again, it was very helpful to have a couple of board members who have been using your services for a long time mm-hmm. yeah, and right. to, to be able to sit there and say, yes, this is what I have saved over the time frame. Or this is how it's in one case it was the, the comment was, this is what has kept my business alive Wow! because we would not have been able to again, sustain this going that direction. Oh, wow. And I, I think also it's, it, when I look at it, it, one of the other comments, um, I've gotten this comment from a separate, two different individuals in the healthcare industry. We'll just stop there. Um, <laughs> and But their comment was they were supportive of this because in the long game of this, so again, this isn't something we're going to see in one or two years, but the more people we get to treat on the front end of healthcare, 
They're not going to the emergency room. They're not using what, what they said was sometimes the most expensive part of the, right. the, the medical system is that ER. Right. And, and, you know, sometimes people tend to go there first before they can even just call somebody else. You know, right. and again, the, you obviously know this, but so it, it's it's been. I've been very happy to have received the amount of support and 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 happiness about being able to do something like this. Well, we're very excited to be a part of it. I'm I'm thrilled that uh, you're willing to take that on as a as a project for through the chamber. I think that's uh, not only noble, but it's awesome. I think it's really great. Well, and and again, when we look at you know, when we look at our over a thousand investors today, I think our current number is like 68, 67% somewhere in there are small businesses of 25 or less. Mm -hmm. Most people don't think that. When they look at the chamber, they, they, they look at the Mayos or the Whipleys or the Excel Energies and think that's that. But yeah, the big businesses. The big are, businesses. But right. 65 plus percent of them are 25 people or less. So when we look at a program like this and people say, what are you doing for small business? Now I'm offering something that, that's, that, that's accessible to that amount of people. This, in the long run, really could be huge. Now you mentioned earlier uh, that this was I, starting with 10 10 employees or less. Correct. Um, tell me about that, because you mentioned the 25 or less and the 10 or less currently to start with. Well, What's the thought there? It, it, it's more or less, let's start with what we can handle. You know, let's, inch, let's, let's tip our toes into this thing, because again, um, on our end, obviously, the bigger it gets, the, you know, we've got more time into it and costs. administrative costs. So we just, I want to I walk before I run. And, and so we thought, okay, if we start with 10, we'll see how it goes. Um, but certainly if we start getting requested from, hey, I got 11 or I got 12, I got 15, we're not going to turn you away. We'll figure, yeah, we'll, we'll bring you in and we'll figure it out. Um, the big thing is I don't want anybody to think that, again, that it's limited to that. But it's just if we start there, we can kind of learn again to, to walk before we run. But because the boys upstairs do get sometimes aggressive in knowing where you have other, you have operations in this area outside of here, you know, up in Lake Kelly, Hudson, Menominee, it's like, okay, now maybe in 2025, my plan is let's reach out to those chambers and say, do you want to have access to this program? Do you, here's the success we've seen. David has op, reform medicine, his operations there. We're willing to share this program with you. And, and again, be able to um, give those small businesses an opportunity just like here. But the 10 was just a, let's, let's start somewhere. Right. It's not a, it's not written in cement between us. It's not etched in any stone. It's just, let's kind of. Yeah, if companies get big enough, they can certainly call us themselves. And, you and, know, you know that's, that's, directly that would want. be for me, that would be the icing on the cake is, is that it, we see a company grow and this was part of it and, and they branch off and are able to hire you, you know, go directly through you. That would be icing. Wouldn't that be cool? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That allows them to get bigger. Um, well, this is wonderful, and it's incredibly visionary. I'm I'm humbled by your your vision for this. That's really um, a cool well, thing. Well, I, I, again, I think it, it really comes back to you of what you're offering, how you're offering it, and and again, as some of the comments at, at my board meeting is. We're not taking anything away from anybody because most of these businesses are not offering anything. Right. So it's not like we're taking a dollar out of pocket A and putting it over here. You know, sometimes that's where a lot of people in the chamber industry get a little concerned is, you know, we've got to keep 
fairness to all 1,000. Well, right. this group is not having anything. Right. They're, they're left you know, out. They're left out. Right. So we're, we're providing a benefit and a service that is currently not out there in the marketplace. Kaiser Family Foundation um, in 2022 did a, conducted a, a survey, and Kaiser Foundation usually does big, valid stuff. So, um, uh, and what two of the things that they s- reported that I read, uh, which I think are compelling bits of data, are uh, in the in the group of employed or employable age group, right, 18 to 65, um, who are on um, a high deductible health plan through their employer, 51% of those people will still not seek care or they'll just defer and defer and defer because they are afraid of the cost. Yeah. If you take away the high deductible health plan with the HSA, um, um, or take away the high deductible health plan so that they have co-pays or something and it's even less expensive, 41% will still defer wow. care wow. because of cost. The statistic we've I've used is uh, that 30% of people on employer health plans are effectively medically homeless, right? Won't go to doctors unless they absolutely have to, and if they do go, they do wind up in an emergency room um, for the reason that, among other reasons, they just don't trust the system. Every right. time they touch it, they get stung by some huge bill or something just doesn't go the way they think it should, or, you know, bad service, whatever. But I think mostly it's financial. Yeah. You know, this when 80% of the personal bankruptcy in this country is due to medical debt, you know, they're not unwise to think right. twice before they go running in somewhere and, and start uh, Well, you're, you know, again, one of, the, one of the things we looked at, we wanted to make sure, but as we came to, we wanted to make sure, again, that all our employees had that catastrophic. Right. It's like, okay, you get in a car accident or you get, unfortunately, today cancer, what you know, whatever, mm-hmm. you still had an affordable, you know. And so, you know, again, like I said, some of the people were able to move to spouses. The others, including myself, we put out of the marketplace. So at least you have that catastrophic, the big thing happens, right. you, you have that taken care of. Um, but you're right. I, I mean, I, I listen to a lot of people, and, and I'll pick on my friends, my age group, who are, you know, just, ah, I don't need to worry about that. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a tough guy. Right, I, right. You know. But, you know, you start uh, realizing the older you get, some of those things, those creaks, those bumps, it, there's something there. You the, know. Paper to- the toilet paper roll is yes. spinning faster yes, and faster. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. So. Well, that's great. Well, um, Dave, I think we're going to wrap this up Wonderful. today. I, I thank you for taking the time to join us today. It's, of course, um, uh, very heady and uh, humbling for me to hear somebody who's so thrilled about what we're doing, and we're well, happy to you've earned be it. a part of it. And, and um, hopefully, as you know, the mission was, just make care more affordable and yes. get people more care, therefore. So... Uh, maybe we'll do this again someday, but uh, for today, that will that'll right. be a wrap. Well, I hope, thank you. Hope you all have enjoyed uh, listening to Dave Meyer and I uh, here today, and maybe been inspired by this episode of Doctor Usher Ways In. I hope you'll join us for other podcasts uh, at Doctor Usher Ways In, which you can access through uh, Eau Claire Hometown Radio uh, at EauClaireHometownRadio.com or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're interested in learning more about our employer programs with Reform Direct, you certainly can visit our webpage, uh, reformmedicine.com for employers. And if you have suggestions for future podcast topics, uh, you can send those to me at WaysIn, W E I G H S I N, WaysIn, like Dr. Usher, WaysIn, 
at reformmedicine.com. I'd love to hear from you, our listeners, and I hope to keep uh, bringing some content that continues to shine light in the dark corners of the questions or issues that um, go on with healthcare and so forth, and uh, things that you have found either inspiring or even maybe vexing to you. And thanks again for joining us. We'll see you on another episode. 